This is Warrior's Way Podcast, Episode 20, and I'm James Eke. When you wake up in the morning, tell yourself, the people I deal with today will be meddling, ungrateful, arrogant, dishonest, jealous, and surly. They're like this because they can't tell good from evil. But I have seen the beauty of good and the ugliness of evil. And I've recognized the wrongdoer has a nature related to my own. Not of the same blood or birth, but the same mind. And possessing a share of the divine. And so none of them can hurt me. No one can implicate me in ugliness. Nor can I feel angry at my relative or hate them. We were born to work together like feet, hands, and eyes, like the two rows of teeth, upper and lower. To obstruct each other is unnatural. To feel anger at someone, to turn your back on him, these are obstructions. Choose not to be harmed, and you won't feel harmed. Don't feel harmed, and you haven't been. As an antidote to battle unkindness, we were given kindness. There have been shameless people in the world. This person in front of you might just be one of them. Remembering that a whole class must necessarily exist will enable you to tolerate its members. To do harm is to do harm to yourself. To do an injustice is to do yourself an injustice. It degrades you. You can also commit injustice by doing nothing. Every person you have ever met, every person you will pass in the street today is going to die. Living long enough, each will suffer the loss of friends and family. All are going to lose everything they love in this world. Why would one want to be anything but kind to them in the meantime. It's silly to try to escape other people's faults. Just try to escape your own. The only thing that isn't worthless to live this life out of truthfully and rightly and be patient with those who don't. Is it your reputation that is bothering you? Look at how soon we're all forgotten the abyss of endless time that swallows all, the emptiness of all those applauding hands. People who are excited by posthumous fame forget that those who remember them will soon die too. Keep before your eyes all those that experienced it before you and felt shock and outrage and resentment at it. Where are they now? Nowhere. Ask yourself what is real. Nowhere you can go is more peaceful, more free of interruptions than your own soul. Retreat to consult your own soul and then return to face what awaits you. Is a world without pain possible? Then don't ask the impossible. Ask, what is so unbearable about this situation? Why can't you endure it? 
you'll be embarrassed to answer. After death, there is no us to suffer harm. You could leave life right now. Let that determine what you do, what you say, and what you think. Accept death in a cheerful spirit as nothing but the dissolution of elements from which each living thing is composed. If it doesn't hurt the individual elements to change continually into another, why are people afraid of all of them changing and separating? It's a natural thing, and nothing natural is evil. Nature first invited you in, and then it sends you away. Before long, darkness. Make your exit with grace, the same grace shown to you. At some point, you have to recognize what world it is that you belong to, what power rules it, and from what source you spring, that there is a limit to the time assigned you, and if you don't use it to free yourself, it will be gone and it will never return. Do everything as if it were the last thing you were doing in your life. If it is endurable, endure it. If it is not endurable, then stop complaining. Your destruction will mean its end as well. Your soul takes on the color of your thoughts. So these are all quotes from Marcus Aurelius, who was an emperor. And if you don't know what that is, that means he was the boss of Rome. <laughs> and he ran the show from 161 AD to 180 AD. And I really think that he is worth looking into more. I've been planning on doing Marcus Aurelius since I first started this podcast. And I was simply going to read from his book, Meditations. But these uh, quotes, when I was doing my research, they're all from his book, Meditations. But I actually found these from a website um, which I thought was just awesome, so I decided to snag them. Because I'm not really snagging them from the website. They snagged them from Marcus, so I'm just taking them back. <laughs> um, I'd love to tell you about the name of the website. Oh, what the hell. If you are under a certain age, plug your ears, because there is a word in there that your parents might not like. And I apologize because I rarely swear. But the website is called 22 Stoic Truth Bombs from Marcus Aurelius that will make you unfuckable with. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't even say that right. That will make you unfuckwithable. <laughs> See, I can't even swear properly. Um, I don't know if Marcus Aurelius would have liked the title of that. <laughs> or maybe he would just laugh like I am. Um... But in terms of his book, Meditations, 
Um, there are very few books in my life that I've gone through that have had such a lasting impression with me as Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Um, for those of you that have been following, you know that I um, have been a combat arms, army captain, an artillery officer. And when I was going through the sometimes hellish training courses that the army makes you go through uh, to see if you got what it takes, I had and still have a very ratty looking copy that I have ziplocked in a baggie of his meditations that when I was in the field or sleep deprived and sitting there, I would read it every single day, and regardless if I have slept in days or if I was in 40 below weather living out of a trench in the middle of the Gagetown training area. I was always reading it, and I kept it right beside me. It's probably warmer than I was because it was right beside my, my chest. And I've read it all these years since. And I have to say that even when it's easiest not to read something, I force myself to read it, especially when times are challenging. Because Emperor Marcus Aurelius's message is simple, and it's just suck it up and move on. And I think that is something. I think it's something that a guy who wrote these things, who is one of the last great emperors, maybe the greatest emperor of Rome, wrote this thing and all these thousands of years later we're reading it still and we're getting something from it. So I'm not going to go ever over every little bit in this because that would take probably an, another, you know, this would be the longest podcast I've done yet. Um, but we'll, we'll go through some of it. So this philosophy that he talks about, it's called Stoicism. It's about being a Stoic. And for a Stoic, the key thing is that you have control over yourself, not anything or anyone external to you. And I think in terms of being a martial artist, this is an important thing to understand. You have control of you, your response. You have control over your life. You have control over your decisions and take responsibility for it. If somebody pushes you, you don't need to fight. You can always choose the high ground. You can always choose the high road. You can always choose the better way. feel that anger at someone who does something to you, it's an obstruction because their anger has really nothing to do with you. Take responsibility for your own actions. And if you did something bad to somebody else that they're angry about, well, that's your responsibility. But your reaction to them, that's yours. Nobody can make you do anything. We're only going to feel an impact by other people if we allow it into ourselves. 
We have to remember that we are our own responsibility and concern, not other people, not other people's responses to us. Does that mean it doesn't hurt when people do things to us? Of course it does. But don't carry it around. Accept it. Use that as your motivation for what you will do. I like the one part of it that says, as an antidote to battle unkindness, we were given kindness. So the next time someone's a jerk to you, be really kind and see what happens. They'll usually look at you with wide eyes and disbelief and walk away not knowing what to say or what to do. And you know what? That is jujitsu. Call it stoic jujitsu, and you just stoic jujitsu them, and they don't know how to deal with it. To battle unkindness, we were given kindness. And for the stoic, you have to remember that everything is training. People and dealing with them, that's part of your training. If you think your jiu-jitsu training is about doing that armbar, guess again. It's about dealing with people and dealing with their stuff and dealing with your own. And you can never forget that the world has endlessly different kinds of people and they will all be good lessons for you, one way or the other, for better or for worse. And you have to be able to look at yourself in the mirror the things that we do or don't do, we can wear them on our shoulders and it can be a light or a very heavy burden. One of the key aspects of what uh, Marcus Aurelius talks about is this idea of accepting the fact that you're gonna die. And for a lot of us nowadays, I think that's a tough one. You know, This is from a time when death was all around them as you can well imagine in, you know, 165 AD, 180 AD. It's probably no different than it is today in some parts of the world. That's why you should always be grateful for where you live. And if you're listening to this podcast and the life is pretty good, stop complaining because there's parts of the world that haven't changed much since the Roman times. But if we think about what he says, that every person you have ever met, every person you'll pass on the street today is going to die. That everybody's going to suffer the loss of friends and family and lose everything they love in this world. Everyone lives their life like they're going to live forever. And it's a ridiculous thing when you think about it. If you realize and really truly realize that the clock is ticking down right now, you will view your life a whole lot differently. You'll be a whole lot better to everyone and everything around you. You're not going to throw that litter on the ground. You're going to cut down on the plastics you use. You're going to be kinder to people. You're not going to, you know, drop the F-bomb at people and give them the finger and cut them off and... Be a miserable, miserable person. You're also not going to waste your time sitting on that couch all day. You're going to work harder than everybody else. You're going to do great things. 
it's an important thing to also remember, like they say on the airplane when you're getting on, they're giving you that, you know, this is how you put on a seatbelt, little speech. When that oxygen mask comes down, you have to put it on yourself first. Your responsibility is you. You have to fix yourself. You can't fix anybody else. Don't worry about other people and what they do, what they don't do, their faults, their baggage, their problems, their this, their that. Be compassionate, but put the oxygen mask on yourself first so that maybe you can do service for other people. His quote here, the only thing that isn't worthless to live this life out truthfully and rightly and be patient with those who don't. Everyone makes decisions and does things and everyone makes mistakes. And nobody's perfect. And this is one of the hardest and most important lessons. You will look up to people and I'll tell you, they will let you down. Don't ever put people on a pedestal and not accept them to fall off of it. That doesn't mean that there aren't great people in the world. That doesn't mean that you cannot have people that you love and admire, but remember that they are not perfect. If you think they're perfect and, them, they, and expect them to be perfect, they'll just show you that they aren't. And accept the fact that the, these people, all people, the decisions that they make are probably the best that they could do at any moment. And maybe they're going to learn from their mistakes or the way that they acted, and maybe they won't. But for Marcus Aurelius and for a Stoic or for someone who is trying to follow kind of what he's saying here is that it's not your problem. You're your problem. I also like the quote that he has in meditations here about your reputation and the emptiness of all those applauding hands. And that reminds me so much of social media. In this day of social media, it's really important to understand that all those likes and all those followers and all those hearts and all those stars and all those comments, they actually mean nothing. Even if you are... Actually, I just found out about this. There are actually people make a living by people liking their stuff. I didn't realize that was a real thing. And by the way, like my stuff, so maybe I can make a living by it. <laughs> um, but these things aren't real for most of us. All of those followers and all those comments and all those everything, they mean nothing. Live to the, your best in this moment and don't worry about gaining adoration don't worry about the likes don't worry about the thumbs up don't worry about the all of that it means nothing that's the one problem with this social media it is good to keep in touch with people it's good to be aware of the world around you but it also has some very serious drawbacks and remember that In here, he talks about people who are excited with fame and they forget that all those who remember them will soon die too. 
except for those rare people who go down in time, like Marcus Aurelius, and become legends. Even the people who remember the people who remember will be gone. Even the rare people history remembers don't really remember that person. It's surface knowledge only. None of us really know what Marcus Aurelius was like. None of us really know how much he bought into his meditations for that matter. I think it's an important book. But remember that life is fleeting, so you need to make the most of it right in this moment and live a great life. Not to be remembered, but because what you have been given, it's a gift. And like I say to people, uplift others. Be a good friend. Be a good person. Make the world a better place for you having been in it. I think those are important things to think about. Just as important it is is to ask yourself what's real. That is a, a core thing of Stoicism. Ask yourself what matters. Ask yourself what do you need. Ask yourself why do you want the things that you collect. Are they you? Does it add something to you? Or are they just distractions? Are they just things that are piling up? The older I get, the more I realize I want to live life light. That's just me. Let's look at another of these quotes here. Nowhere you can go is more peaceful, more free of interruptions than your own soul. Retreat to consult your own soul and then return to face what awaits you. Well, I think there's one word that sums that up, and that is meditate. Meditate. Find stillness and accept it. Find that place where you are content and able to just sit and deal with you. Because then all the rest of this flows together. When he says, is a world without pain possible, then don't ask the impossible. That, come, that realization comes from meditation. It's saying to be a realist. When he says, ask what is so unbearable about this situation, why can't you endure it? You will be embarrassed to answer. That comes from meditation. That comes from being a realist. That comes from understanding who you are. Understand that you need to drive the body. You need to engage the mind. That you are more capable of more than you realize. And to stop being afraid. Because fear is a lie. Fear is a lie. There's nothing to be afraid of. You've got nothing to be afraid of. And as a Stoic would say, in the end, you'll be all right, just like everyone who's ever lived. Because in the end, you come from nothing, and you're going to return to it. So don't worry about the rest. Live right now. The rest that you get caught up in just causes confusion, and if you 
outside of yourself and outside of this moment. And all you can do is live the best life you can right now for yourself. And then as a result, for all those around you. And then let's move along. And this one, I just love this. Nature first invited you in and then sends you away. Before long, darkness. Make your exit with grace, the same grace shown to you. That's all about life being a gift. What I like to think about in this is that Moby song that we're all made of stars. And there's something amazing and beautiful and kind of magical about that. To know that what you are is from something. And all of that will just continue in one shape or one form. It's not a bad thing. I think that when you start to think about these things, you can't help but ask yourself things like, how much time did I waste today? If this life is really this fragile thing, how much time did I waste this week? How much time did I waste this year? How long did I sit on that couch? How long did I not read these books? How many books could I have read? I don't think we're going to look back on our lives and be grateful of that show we binged watched or the video game that we played, but it's going to be the things that we did that took advantage of the life we had. How many sunsets have you seen and enjoyed? I mean, great sunsets that change the way that you view life. How many books have you read that rattled the cage? How much goodness have you injected back in the world? He writes, do everything as if it were the last thing you were doing in your life. And this is probably one of the best things that you can pick up and carry with you from this podcast and from meditations. Do everything as if it were the last thing you were doing in your life. Would you throw away that plastic? Would you take that plastic bag knowing that it's going to be around forever? Do everything as if it were the last thing you were doing in your life. Would you flip off that person that just cut you off? Do everything as if it were the last thing you were doing in your life. Would you continue in that job you hate? Do everything as if it were the last thing you were doing in your life. Anything we are doing could be the last thing. Make your last thing the best thing. And who knows, it could all be perhaps our last thing. That's why we need to make our life amazing. That's why you need to get on those jujitsu mats and train. Because even though all we have is right now, hopefully this right now will be 10 years down the road. And this amazing gift that you will have in your life is a jujitsu black belt that few people have. That can be yours. And much greater things than that can be yours. I love, and this one, I at one time thought about getting it tattooed on my arm because I read this part over and over again during my 
course that's called cap course and it's a common army phase and you live like a caveman among other things <laughs> in the army and it is if it's endurable then endure it if it's not endurable then stop complaining you have to toughen up you have to toughen up like I say to my, my martial arts students, being strong is a choice and so is being weak. Make the right choice. It's yours. So there you go. That is from Marcus Aurelius's book, Meditations. And if you haven't picked it up, get a copy of it. Put it on your iPhone. Put it on your iPad. Put it on your kindle your kobo whatever it is get a copy of it and carry it around with you read it it will change your life it, it, i have no doubt about that at all so our question today kind of fits in with this to be honest with you and uh it is, how do you put a code or a philosophy into your training? And I'm going to make it quite short. It starts small. It starts with an idea. And from there it grows. And you live every moment thinking about how to live a better life, how to live a more full life, how to get the most from your training. It doesn't matter what that code is. You could follow the Bushido. You could follow a code from your religion. You could follow, you know, the dojo-kun from your karate school. You could follow a simple phrase like be gentle. Embrace it, though. Embrace it completely and ask yourself, how am I embodying this right now? What am I doing to live up to this? Make your own code, make your own word, make your own ideas. It doesn't matter, but be good. Toughen up, be strong, live a great life. And I think we'll leave it at that. This life can be an amazing thing if you make it an amazing thing. And I think it is a gift and a miracle that any of us are here as it is. If you think about all the planets in the universe that have no life, if you think of the places in our own solar system that have no life, and yet here, floating around in space, there's all of us and all of these things, and we've been given it all to make a better life. That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. So if you're enjoying this podcast, as you know, it's a freebie. But if you're wondering, well, how can I show my support? <laughs> Well, I'm not asking for your donations. I'm not asking for anything. But if you really enjoy what you're hearing, please pick up a copy of one of my books. That is how I know that word is getting out. 
If you've already done that and you're wondering what else can you do, pass on word about this podcast. Tell your friends. Subscribe to it on your wherever you listen to your podcast. Write a few words saying what you think about it in the reviews. Give it some stars. Use that social media machine. Let's be, you know, James Eek's army of Warrior's Way podcast and spread it out there so everybody can benefit if you're getting something from it. That's how you can give back. But most importantly, get out there and train. Take the things that Marcus Aurelius has said that you're learning through this podcast. Put it into your training, whatever that is. Put it into your life and make your life better. That's all I have. So get out there, train hard and have some fun, be good to other people, and have a great life.